Thanks for checking out the Anchor Faith Message Podcast from St. Augustine, Florida. Now enjoy this message. Father, we just magnify your name. We thank you that the King is born. Lord, we thank you today as we take time to go through the scripture and remind ourselves of the reason for the season, that Jesus did come to save us and he is savior of the world, but the earth was waiting for the King. And Father, may we recognize that the King was born today in a town called Bethlehem and we honor and praise you for it in Jesus name. Amen, you can be seated. There's much to say about the birth of Jesus. And as I was taking some time to, uh, a book was given to me this morning by Rick Renner. Uh, it speaks of the backstory of what we call Christmas. And there's another gentleman that's in Australia that took time to do a study on how much the wise men actually brought to Jesus that between them and our Greek scholar Rick Renner there's really much to say concerning Christmas that's been lost uh, the commercialization of this holiday has caused the truth about Jesus to be suppressed so much so that most of its context is in error but it would take more than one service for us to be able to right those wrongs. And as I was reading through, I said, Lord, I, I should take time next year, beginning in December, to really dissect what, it, what this monumental event was for all of humanity. Because the minute we take today and only view it through a savior is born then we lose a lot of its meaning instead of a king is born now a savior is born but a king was born and there's way more emphasis on his kingship than what he ultimately does to save us and so next year we're going to take some time to do just that but today I want to take some time to just read. I think it's important for us as a family. When I say family, I'm talking grandmas, grandpas, moms, dads, and our children. That there's a tradition that the Lord had since the fall of man that they put in remembrance. And we must never undermine or underappreciate just the reading of the word. For the word is life. It's life. And so I'm going to navigate through some prophecies that are in connection to the gospel accounts of the birth of our king. And I'm just going to take time just to read so that we can see the context of today. And again, when I look out in our service today, many of you just could have stayed home. But you came because you realize the importance of what this is about. And I appreciate that. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, it says, The people who walked in darkness will see a great light. 
Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Isaiah also prophesied in chapter 40, verse 5, he says, Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Where did he speak this originally? It was in Genesis chapter 3. After man fell from dominion, the Lord told the serpent, I'm bringing my seed, and he's going to crush your head. Why does the seed come? John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. God is the chief giver and gives the greatest gifts. Isaiah prophesied in chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and behold, a virgin will be with a child and bear a son, and we shall call his name Emmanuel. And two chapters later, he says concerning this child, he says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There'll be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David or over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on, and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. In Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. In verse 38, Mary said, behold, the bondservant of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as followed when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her plan to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. That's the prophet Isaiah. Behold, a virgin shall be with child 
and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. In Luke chapter 2, verse 1, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken in all the inhabitants of the earth. This was the first sentence, uh, sentence taken by Quirinius, was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house of the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, he who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in claws and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9, and uh, the first part of 9 and the latter part of 10, says this, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming. He is just and endowed with salvation, and he will speak peace to the nations, and his dominion will be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Back in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, In the same region there were some shepherds staying in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, and behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to, for you. You will find a babe wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he laid in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement that, they, that had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wandered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things pondering them in her heart. And the shepherd went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as it had been told them. On this same night, Daniel prophesied concerning a coming kingdom years, hundreds, thousands of years earlier concerning this king would come. And in turn, wise men were constantly on the lookout looking for his star and daniel said concerning this in daniel chapter 2 verse 44 he says in the days of those kings the king of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed and that kingdom will not be left for another people it will crush and put uh, on, uh put an end 
to all these kingdoms, but itself endure forever. Insomuch as you saw the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will happen, what will take place in the future. So the dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy. So within a two year period, time frame between the birth of Jesus to the coming of the Magi or the wise men, as found in Matthew chapter two, it says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. They came from the area by which Daniel prophesied that they, around uh, where Babylon was, saying, where, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod and the king heard, Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, O land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming in the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned by God and dreamed not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Jesus later on in his life says this to Pilate in John chapter 18, verse 37. Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born. For this I have been born. And for this, I've come into the world to testify to the truth. And everyone who was of the truth hears my voice. Philippians chapter two, verse nine says, for this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And Revelation 17 verse 14 says this, He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings and those who are with Him are the called and the chosen and the faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with the Lord? Is he the Lord of your life? Well, we're going to take communion this morning together because the king is born. I said the king is born. The king is born. If you did not receive a communion element when you came in, 
If you would, our ushers are going to stand, and if you just raise your hand, they'll look around. Just keep your hands raised real high, okay, so that they can navigate to you. We're keeping the lights down a little low. They'll find you. Amen. But as you're waiting to get a communion element, what qualifies you to take communion this morning? Well, you just must be born again. You don't have to be a vision partner of Anchor Faith Church. You just need to be born, uh, born again, confess that Jesus is Lord. Maybe you're here today and say, Pastor Earl, I'm not. I came with some family. They said they were going to service on Christmas. Thought that was kind of odd. I thought we'd just, you know, open presents, but here I am in service. Maybe that's someone in this room today. Well, listen, there's a present you should unwrap this morning, and it's salvation. If that's you today, if you're here right now, and I'm not going to play around, I'm going to make you do what you would do for a natural gift. Because all of us, even today, uh, we have no problem going to the tree, grabbing our gift in front of everybody and opening it. We don't raise a hand. We don't do it silently. We show up. We open it up in front of everybody. And so if you're here this morning and you're, I don't know this king you're talking about, but I want to be in his family. I want to be in this family. There's something happening here. Maybe you're sensing that. I'm just going to ask you to do what you would do at your own home to get a natural gift. I just want you to stand up and come down here right now because I'm going to pray with you. If that's you, and just right now, if that's you saying, man, I need to know that I'm a child of God this morning. Because today's a great day to open up the free gift he's given us. It's called life eternal. And you get to exercise that life, not when you go to heaven, but right now. Uh, it's just like when you open a present up underneath the tree. You don't have to wait until you die to enjoy it. You get to enjoy it immediately. So if that's you, just before we finish taking communion, our ushers are passing it out. I just want to give you an opportunity to come so that Christ can give you the greatest gift ever. Anyone at all this morning? Amen. I see we're praying with a child this morning. Hallelujah. Childlike faith. I was born again at nine. Nine years old. Oh, I'm thankful. Although I didn't live perfect, um, I'm just thankful there was something on the inside of me guiding me and there were certain choices I never made because God was in me. Hallelujah. So man, when we make Jesus the Lord at a young age, praise the Lord, the things that God will do in our lives. Anyone else want to come? Because the Bible is very clear. You must come as a child. You must come as a child. Glory to his name. Well, we're going to take communion together. If you go ahead and prepare that. Obviously, the, the bread is on the top. You can separate that. And then obviously you'll get to the other. I might not be able to do this at all. Help me out there, please. <laughs> the Bible talks about in the night that Jesus was betrayed. He's the king, but the king had to die for his nation so that we could come into his nation. Not only did he die so that his blood would be shed for us, but he was raised. And the king sits on the throne today. And he makes sure that everyone who calls on his name comes into that kingdom. Amen? 
And so it says on the night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this bread represents my body and that he was, stripes were laid on his back. He was beaten, the Bible says. And we understand that the stripes that were laid on his back were for our healing. That's physical healing. It's the healthcare system of the kingdom. And it also, because his body had taken that on, he legally entered the earth as a man because God had given the earth to man originally, uh, at least dominion of it. And then the cup he raised up and he said, this cup represents the blood of my covenant. He says, as long as, as, long as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you'll put yourself in remembrance of his death, that which started this whole process for us to be liberated. And the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And because the blood still flows on the mercy seat today, we are guilt free from a life against the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to pray over both of these elements and we'll take them together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the bread and I thank you for the cup. I thank you. These are covenant pieces that lets us know that we are in a covenant with the king of all creation and that we are his children and that we recognize that God loved us. He sent his son born of the flesh, born of man, but was the son of God. He lived the life pleasing to the father without sin. He then laid down his life and took on our sin where we failed where we were rightly to be judged and separated from our God because we were dead in our trespasses of sin. He took them on, and then on the third day, God raised him from the grave, and he's poured his blood out on the mercy seat. He's made atonement for humanity, for all humanity, and for all who call on the name of the Lord is, are saved. And we take this today, recognizing that this covenant is everlasting, this covenant is defended by our king and we cannot be snatched out of it in the name of Jesus. Break the bread and take it. Now let's take the cup. Father, thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of life. Only you could give the gift of life. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. To see Linda uh, at the house and her and Bob bought me a gift. And as I've said to you before, Linda knows that I like to unwrap them and that she would embed gift upon gift inside a box. This year, they decided to put on the top of the box, do not open till January 1st. Since I'm telling you guys that something's happening January 1st and I won't let you know. 
Now, Bob did let me know on Wednesday that I could. It was a joke. I said, no, I'm waiting. But I'm bringing this up because the gift of life Jesus gives us, every day I can unwrap a deeper gift. It's like a gift that keeps on giving. I cannot exhaust it. I can't find the end of it. I just keep digging deeper and I keep finding more life. I keep finding more things in the kingdom. It's the greatest gift that was ever given to me. Many of us, we unlock, wrap the first and see the first part of the gift, but there's so much more to unpack in this kingdom. And I encourage you, just keep unwrapping the kingdom. In 2023, let's unwrap this kingdom like never before. Like it's, let's see it in the fullness that God wants because the king's coming. I said the king's coming. The king's coming. And he wants his church to be ready to receive him. He will not come as a suffering servant. He will come as the reigning king. And there's much he has to say concerning his kingdom that we can learn now, operate in today. It's amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com. Thank you.